come to you in those moments where we're feeling weak, where we feel overwhelmed, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, that you are with us, that you are for us and not against us, as Riley has encouraged us this morning, Lord God. Lord, we give you the praise. We, we thank you, God, for your presence with us. We thank you, God, for you, that you are our good, good Father in heaven, that you love us, you're for us, and you're with us always, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sorry, you may be seated, you probably feel like yo-yos this morning, but uh, thank you. Uh, and I'm going to invite Laura to come and share with us now. Hello. Oh, this is working. <laughs> so, my name's Laura, if you don't know me, and I'm one of the youth here at... CFC Christian Family Church and um, I'd just like to say I feel very privileged to be able to um, speak in front of you and I just want to thank Andrew for asking me and if you didn't know this is the last week of Exodus so we're actually finishing our series this week. <laughs> so, so far... We've looked at um, how God chose Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt as they were under the control of Pharaoh and they were living as slaves. So the templates came and then Pharaoh finally decided to let the Israelites go. And the Israelites went into the desert and they witnessed God parting the seas, the Red Sea, so they were able to walk on, walk on dry land. And then during the desert, God established his laws, the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. And I believe Andrew talked a bit about that a couple of weeks ago. Yep. I was in kitchen. Yeah, I was in kitchen. And this morning, I don't actually have a PowerPoint for you, so you're going to have to get pretty good at listening if you want to take notes. So this week, we're going to be talking about the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Last week, Coxie mentioned that Moses gave... I mean, God gave Moses the instructions to build the tabernacle on Mount Sinai. If you didn't know what a tabernacle was, it's like a big tent that was placed in a courtyard. Um, although it was more than a tent, it was very expensive and it was elaborate. And in chapter 40, it talks about Moses setting up the tabernacle. God wanted the Israelites to build the tabernacle as a special place where he would dwell among his people. And Coxie mentioned last week that the word tabernacle actually means to dwell with. So in Exodus 40, chap, no, in Exodus 40, verse 34, if you have your Bibles out, feel free to get them out. Otherwise, it's on the screen for you. So at verse 34, it says, Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting. The glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. 
But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the cloud by night, in the sight of all the Israelites during all their travels. So after the tabernacle was finally completed and everything that was placed into it, the glory of the Lord then filled the tabernacle. It it became a dwelling place for God. When we refer to the glory of the Lord in this context, we're talking about God's presence. And the glory of the Lord can also be a revelation of God's power and of who he is. So in the tabernacle, there were two rooms. There was the outer room. It was called the most, it was called the holy place. And this would be where the priests would enter regularly to do their work. There was also the inner room, which is called the most holy place. And this was where only the high priest could enter this room once every year. And in verse 35, it points out that when the glory of the Lord or God's presence was in the tabernacle, Moses could not enter the tent. No Israelite was allowed inside the tabernacle while the presence of God was there. Now it's about to get really serious. (laughs) But the reason why that was so was because if an Israelite entered God's presence, they would die. It can be a hard thing to comprehend, but God's presence is truly awesome. He is holy. And the reason why the Israelites would die if they entered into his presence was because of sin. God cannot be near sin because he is holy and is full of love. From the very start of creation, from the fall of man, Adam and Eve, they disobey God. Sin entered the hearts of man and God actually banished them from the Garden of Eden. They were no longer allowed to walk physically side by side with God. God sent an angel with a flaming sword guarding the entrance. This is how serious sin is. Sin cannot be anywhere near God. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 15 it said, God the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honour and might forever. Amen. Our God lives in unapproachable light. The presence of God is far too much for our sinful earthly bodies to handle. It's because of sin that when the Israelites, it's because of sin that the Israelites couldn't enter God's presence. And it's because of sin that when we are born, we are separated from God. But there is good news because the story doesn't end there. <laughs> In our kids' church, a couple of weeks ago I was on, I, uh, I teach um, Orange Group Girls, which is grades one to three. And uh, we were talking about the tabernacle and how Aaron was the high priest at that time. And the Israelites would bring their sin offerings to Aaron or the other priests to present to God. And that's how their sins would be forgiven. But thankfully, we don't have to do that anymore. We're under a new covenant. And instead of having an earthly high priest, Jesus is our high priest. Instead of uh, burning sin offerings, we can go straight to Jesus to seek God for forgiveness. And this is the good news, that Jesus died on the cross. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He took away the sins of the whole world. We can now enter into God's presence through his son Jesus. 
If we acknowledge that we are sinners and ask Jesus into our lives, we are made holy, which means free from sin. We are made blameless in the sight of God and are therefore able to come into God's presence. And God gives us the gift of eternal life. I hope you think that's pretty cool because I think it's pretty cool. In Hebrews 4, verse 14 to 16, it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same testings we did, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need it most. Another version says, let us approach God's throne of grace with confidence. It is only through the blood of Jesus that we can come boldly with confidence to God. It is only through the blood of Jesus that our sins can be washed clean and we can enter into a relationship with God. And as a result of being Christians, God fills us with his Holy Spirit. Instead of having a physical tent like the tabernacle where God dwells in, we as the church, as the body of Christ, are the holy temples where God's Holy Spirit dwells within. In Ephesians 2, verse 19 to 22, it says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's, holy, with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. The only way we can become a dwelling place for God is if our foundation is in Jesus. God then comes to live inside our hearts and he fills us with his glory. So, maybe you're a Christian sitting here today and you know that God is with you and you know that his spirit is living inside of you but maybe sometimes you feel like you're empty, like the fire inside of you has died down. It might feel like you can't even feel God's presence. And I'm sure lots of us have had this feeling. I know I have. There was a time in my life where I felt like I couldn't feel God's presence and it didn't feel like God was with me. I started to become frustrated, wondering why it had to be like this. Or maybe you're at church and you're standing next to this person who is worshipping like crazy and you're standing there feeling like you have nothing at all. Well, the point I'm trying to make is that in the moments you can't feel God, in the moments that you feel dry, in the moments that you feel empty, it doesn't mean that you have less of God. And it's in those moments where God reveals his glory to us. Because when you're having a hard time and God helps you get through it, you come away with a greater understanding of who God is. When I was at having that hard time, I read this verse that had jumped out at me. And it was then that I realised that all I needed to do was come to Jesus. And it was then that I fully understood that Jesus can take away our burdens. The glory of the Lord reveals things to us. So I encourage you to ask God to reveal himself to you. Continue to ask God to fill you with his spirit 
because he desires for you to know him better. Now back to the Israelites. The tabernacle had just been set up and God's presence came and entered and at the end of chapter 40 it talks about a cloud. This cloud was how God showed the Israelites where to go. Whenever the cloud lifted, the Israelites would pack up and they would start walking again and fire would come in at night. So it was at the Lord's command that the Israelites set out. God was continually guiding them through the desert. The Israelites had to fully rely on God to lead them through the wilderness. God had their journey mapped out and it's the same in our lives. So are you willing to follow God's leading when he calls you? Some of us may feel like it's too hard following God's ways. Or maybe you feel like you're not the right person. Or maybe you're unsure about where God is calling you. Sometimes I'm sure we all wish we knew a little bit more about where to go. I'm sure we all wish we had some great sign of God telling us where to go. But, you know, that's the beauty about faith and trusting God. That absolutely everything is in his control. So we can take that step of faith knowing that God is right there with us. So we don't need to be afraid of where God is calling us. As I come to a close, I'd just like to say, as Christians, we are all called to be different from the world around us. The Israelites were made to stand out from the other nations, and we are also called to stand out. There's a verse in Ezekiel where it's talking about Israel living under one king and one God. And in Ezekiel 37... Verse 27, it says, I will make my home among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. And when my temple is among them forever, the nations will know that I am the Lord who makes Israel holy. The Israelites were made to stand out so that the other nations would know, would be aware that there is a God who is bigger and greater than anything else. God desires to use us. And it's the same with you kids. God desires to use you. doesn't matter how young you are or how smart you are. God can use you. As holy temples, we have God's spirit living inside of us. We are a light that cannot be hidden. We all have different journeys and we are all called to bring glory to God. Imagine if every day we would live lives, not lives of faith, not worrying about what lies ahead but instead fully trusting God with every moment of our lives. I pray and hope that as the body of Christ, as the dwelling place of God, we will continue to grow in our faith and follow God's calling when he calls us. So now as I come to a close, I've got a bit of a summary for you, just in case you forgot or you fell asleep. (laughs) So my four dot points are, We can come into a relationship with God through the blood of Jesus and can enter God's presence with confidence. As the body of Christ, we are the dwelling place of God. In the moments you can't feel God's presence, it doesn't mean that you have less of God. And let us live lives of faith, fully trusting God with our journeys. I'm just going to pray now before we end. I thank you, Lord, that you have chosen each and every one of us that we can enter into a relationship with you with confidence through your son, Jesus. I pray that each day we will remember that we are the holy temples 
where your spirit dwells. I pray that we will live lives of faith, fully trusting you with every moment of our lives. I thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us, and that you're with us during every step of our lives. Amen.